This episode of the Opie Radio Podcast, sponsored by Helix Sleep. I've gotten five, maybe six mattresses from Helix Sleep at this point, and they're offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for you. Go to helixsleep.com slash Opie with Helix Better Sleep starts now. All right, there we go. We are live. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to my live stream. I am 500 feet above New York City. That's the Hudson River behind me, and that's Jersey over there. And with that, I say good morning to Can't Live With Them. Good evening from Australia again, this time with COVID. You got the COVID? Oh, that sucks. I was going to give you a cheers for that, but that would not be uh, that would not be nice. Can't Live With Them. It seems like a whole bunch of people are, um, are getting COVID um, here in September, including my, my brother and his wife. They both got the COVID. And, uh, and my brother, he's like, this is no joke. He's, he's having a very tough time with, uh, with COVID. He, he uh, was diagnosed over the weekend. So uh, nothing but the best to you and, of course, uh, my brother. But uh, it, seems like, it seems like a lot of people are getting the COVID. Because we're all just, you know, we're just going back to living our lives like nothing is going on. And uh, and uh, I'm convinced we'll all just get a second round of um, of COVID probably, right? What's up, Gary Krasinski? How are you? David uh, Parmcast, how are you? What's up, Sean? Don't want COVID, don't take the test. <laughs> it's, okay, it's as easy as that. You got to know because there are uh, some fine treatments out there if you get the damn thing. I don't want COVID. I don't want the flu. I don't want allergies. I don't want to stub my toe. So for that reason alone, I, I, I'm, I'm making sure I don't get, uh, get the COVID. So uh, there you have it. Uh, good morning. Oh, how are you, Sammy? I think it says Sammy. Yeah, Sammy, S-A-M-I. Milt Miranda, how are you? Um... I have friends that went from hiding in a corner to now wanting to go to work sick with COVID. <laughs> well, I think, it, I think the whole thing did wear down a lot of people, Vincent Scaramuzzo. What was your opinion of Mike Love of the Beach Boys when you interviewed him? I, um, I, uh, I'm not a big Mike Love fan of the Beach Boys. I'm team Brian Wilson all the way. I don't think Mike Love uh, contributed to the Beach Boys as much as Brian Wilson. I could say it that way, obviously. But with that said, his book was unbelievable. And he was very, very cool in studio. But uh, you knew you were looking at a guy that's kind of... I want to be careful. He's kind of full of himself. But he was very engaging. He, uh, He gave us a lot in that interview. Um... I got a couple clips on my my YouTube channel, Opie Radio. If you want to check it out, just put Mike Love, Opie Radio into YouTube and it'll pop up. He talked about uh, Charlie Manson and all sorts of stuff. I I thought he was cool. I have uh, read uh, a lot of the book. I love it. I'm going to say that right off the bat. I got up to the the Charlie Manson stuff, which was chilling, to say the least. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was chilling. Chilling meeting. Did he ever reach out to you when he was in jail? No. 
Never. Thank goodness, no. Yeah. No, but they reached out to me when things were uh, getting grisly right. back in Southern California. And they called my house in Manhattan Beach and said, prepare to die pig. Right. Pig is what they wrote on wrote the wall. With, with the blood. blood. Right. You know, so it was, it was pretty. Why were they mad at you? They weren't mad at me, except oh. they were mad at the world, I guess. I mean, Ch Charlie wanted to be a rock star. He wrote songs with my cousin Dennis and... And um, and when things didn't work out, then he, full of rage, he wanted to kill some people. Mm -hmm. He tied it to something some, he called Helter Skelter, which was going to be a race war, but they had to do something wacky to start it. I mean, it was, it was what, weird. What's chilling about the whole story, and it's in the book, how, you know, uh, Dennis just picked up two girls one yeah. day, like people did back then. You, you picked up hitchhikers, and he mm -hmm. went home with them, had a nice little party, and thought, that's it. And then fast forward, he comes back to his house. How how much longer? Well, he came back from a tour. We were oh, so tour, you, he back was, for a tour, and his house is inhabited by Charlie Manson, about the whole a dozen gang. girls, and wow. a couple other guys. And that's how it all started. Yeah. And then you, you tell the story in the book where Dennis actually saw Charlie uh, kill somebody. The, the literally, literally what Dennis, I said, Dennis, why are you so uptight? He says, I was out at the ranch, meaning Spawn Ranch, and saw Charlie take an M16 and blow a black cat, meaning a human being, in half and stuff him down a well out of the Spawn Ranch. But Charlie, I mean, not Charlie, Dennis never spoke a word about that to anybody else. I don't blame him, by the way. Yeah, just myself and Terry Melcher and a couple of people. Yeah. Right. So did that did that ever come out? Uh, you know, was he ever charged with that or no? No. no. Yeah. No. Wow. So and, that's, uh, and and then you know I said this I told the story earlier, but Terry Melcher was supposed to be in that house, and you tell I didn't know uh, the Doris Day angle. Doris Day was Terry Melcher's mother. Mother. Yeah. And she had a, a mother's intuition, and, and basically Terry said Terry something's not right with this guy, and you got to get out of that house. Yeah, she did, and and she had a beautiful home in Beverly Hills, and so she offered that to Terry, and he he went left the rental house, which is on Cielo Drive, which is where the thing took place and now that property that land is owned by um jeff franklin who's the producer of full house oh no kidding uh, that we've been on a few times yeah you know, with john stamos and all that um they got rid of the house a the long property, time ago they, they yeah. raised the old house yeah and, and built a beautiful mansion on was, was there any house. now it's hindsight's twenty twenty, but when you met him and you're talking to him was there any indication that like this this manson guy's a weirdo or, or was it like only when you look back we were invited to dinner at dennis's house so bruce johnson and i left the studio at brian's house in, a couple miles away and drove over to dinner in the pacific palisades in this rented you know, log cabin type house, uh, Willow Rogers State Park. And uh, we got there, and Bruce and I were the only people with clothing on at dinner. So I thought that was kind of unusual. Mm -hmm. But you're not going <laughs> to complain, yeah. though. Nobody said pass the yams. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, man. Well, at any rate, after dinner, uh, they adjourned to a, a, a sort of a den, and Charlie turned on a strobe light and then passed out what was said to be acid, which I have never done that. So I, I declined, and... However, it was kind of a lot of people, you know, in on around, you know, groping and doing whatever. It was not my kind of thing. I'm a little more shy than that. Yeah. Um, so I I left. I went to the bathroom and I I actually it was really hot and 
in uh, a hot day and I stepped in the shower, some girl comes behind me and then behind her comes Charlie Manson opening the shower door and saying, you can't do that. And I said, what's that, Charlie? You can't leave the group with the Charlie Manson stare. Oh. That was pretty gnarly. He right. said that to you or to her? Me. And then I, I got out of there. Uh, he, Bruce and I just left and, and went back to the studio. And I, so I'm driving down Sunset Boulevard. I'm thinking, oh, boy, Dennis, you really got a, a weird one on your hands right now. Right. So what happened was Dennis couldn't confront him, really, because of what he'd seen at the ranch and everything. And it was, it was um, he just abandoned the house. He just left. Yeah. It was a rental house. So he just... He got out of there. And that's how it ended, sort of. Yeah, well, that was... Yeah, that chapter. Into that chapter, yeah, and the beginning of something far more heinous. It was tragedy, you know. How long until you bring up Carl? I don't know. I bring up Carl uh, a lot because I I, I miss him, and I think it's uh, around three years uh, right around now. I'm trying not to remember the exact day that we lost uh, Carl, who was first... He was an unbelievable friend to me. Unbelievable friend. Second, uh, he was an un- unbelievable co-host to the uh, radio show, the last year of radio I ever did, and an unbelievable co-host of the podcast. Uh, never had a dull moment with the guy. Always laughing our asses off, whether we were getting stupid hot dogs or interviewing Phil Collins. The guy was unbelievable, and he's missed every single day. So what are you getting at, uh, DC? Is it okay that I mention my dead friend? Is it okay? And then on top of that, he was going to be a massive TV star. So him dying at the age of 41, I think, 41, 42, uh, tragically, it makes a lot of us incredibly sad to this day, and we're still not over it. So I, I hope that answers your question. Me and my wife had COVID last week. Yeah, a lot of people are absolutely getting it. Um, you know, whatever you believe, I, it, it just sucks. Like I said, what, whatever it is, I don't want to be knocked down for, for two weeks for anything, even if it's the seasonal allergies. That's why I, I, I avoid it as much as I can. I try to protect myself. I get the jab just because I simply don't want to be sick with something new for a couple weeks. Guess who heard me talking? He's going to like me a little more today because I uh, I pretty much saved his life. Here he comes, ladies and gentlemen. I used to co-host a radio show with uh, with Anthony Cumia. And then I, uh, I co-hosted uh, a radio show and a podcast with Carl Ruiz. And ladies and gentlemen, he's moving slow. He's licking his ballies. He's giving himself a little scratch of his left ear. Ladies and gentlemen, here he comes, my my latest co-host on cue, Doggy, getting in his spot. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Hi, Doggy. Saved Doggy's ass on the beach. My God, we went to the ocean for the weekend. It was uh, it was two very, I mean, very windy days where your your face was getting sandblasted. I mean, the kid could use a little sandblasting on his face, so I didn't mind that part of it. Um. Mike Love did write the Beach Boys' only number one, Kokomo. Sean, very good. You know, this brings up... I'll get back to the beach thing in a second. But Sean, fair enough. But that's like saying, uh, the, I think the dead, the Grateful Dead, 
only had one uh, number one hit. I think it was a number one hit. And that would be uh, their song, Touch of Grey. But if you're a massive Grateful Dead um, fan, you don't like Touch of Grey. You don't give a crap that it went to number one on the charts. And I think the same is true with uh, Kokomo as far as like hardcore Beach Boys uh, fans go. Because then people start thinking that Kokomo was the Beach Boys, Beach Boys's, the Beach Boys's uh, best song, and that's just not true. It's just not true. But but fair enough. Mike Love wrote that, and it did go to uh, number one. But uh, yeah, we went to the we went to the uh, the beach. Got home really really late last night, and um, and uh, had kind of an incident with Doggy. You know, I walked that beach with Doggy. Uh, been doing it for, uh, what, two and a half years now. Never, never really have a problem. Everyone out there is cool. Everyone has dogs, and we all kind of let them off the leash, especially late in the day when it doesn't matter. I was walking doggy on the beach. When was that? Saturday. Having a glorious time. Throwing the tennis ball. He loves his tennis balls. Stopping and talking to some of the people I do know down the beach, and then some new people, and uh, dog after dog, they're playing with each other, it's just a glorious, glorious afternoon, and all of a sudden, I throw the ball kind of close to these people, like you kind of do, you know, and uh, he goes to retrieve the ball, next thing you know, there was a dog hiding behind the people that I didn't see, behind the beach chairs, I guess uh, he was laying there, uh, you know, relaxing, and he was on a massive, I mean a massive leash, like a real, one of those really thick rope leashes and the dog just starts losing his mind growling barking and trying to break free so he can go after doggy and i'm like holy shit and they're holding him back like this you know and so i go close to get the ball and the guy jumps up gets in my face he goes uh why don't you put your dog on a leash right (laughs) i go nah I just go, nah. And the dog is like foaming at the mouth and they're holding him back like this. And, uh, you know, he, he was so aggressive getting in my face and I just went, nah. And then I'm looking for the ball, right? And I can't, I can't find the ball. I finally find the ball and I go to get it. And Doggy's still waiting because he wants me to throw the ball. The, uh, the dog is like, rrr, rrr, rrr. I need Jim Brewer's dog noise right here. And uh, they're holding him back on the big, big, thick rope leash. And uh, and all of a sudden, the guy goes, put him on a leash. I go, nah. And now at this point, I got the ball. I'm ready to throw it, you know. But I'm kind of taking my time. And all of a sudden, the woman gets in my face and goes, get your dog out of here. My dog will kill your dog. And I'm like, holy shit. So I don't want to show any fear, but it sounds like that this dog would pretty much kill my dog. You know, um, I don't even blame the people, you know, I don't blame them at all, but, but there's no reason to have doggy on a leash late in the day like that. N- none of us do that. And they had theirs on a leash cause they know they have a problem dog. So as I'm walking away after saying nah twice, I'm trying to be cool and confident, right? And the whole time as I'm walking away from them, I'm like, oh my God, I hope I pray they don't let this dog go because they're so pissed at my nah. But I'm here to say, 
We walked away with no incident, but heard the dog barking for the next, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes as we were so far down the beach. You could still hear this dog trying to get loose. And then um, as we're coming back, uh, I see the guy. He sees us coming, and he's like, ah, fuck. And all of a sudden, he's like, he's trying to pull this dog back up uh, towards the houses because he just knows he has a bad dog. But you just never know is my point. It was an innocent walk with a tennis ball, and next thing you know, uh, it could have been a ma- I mean, a major problem. Uh, have you seen a documentary called the, the Least Professional Broadcaster about Sam Roberts? Highly recommended. Now, I, 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 like I said, I don't click on any of that garbage. I do think Sam Roberts is an absolute terrible fucking person. Could be one of the worst out of all of them, to be honest, because we were legit friends. Took him on vacation, paid for everything. And uh, to have a, that guy stab me in the back, I think he's a completely horrendous, terrible person. The other guys I actually didn't really have uh, a close friendship with. But I did not uh, click on that, no. And I, and I won't click on that. This episode of the OP Radio Podcast, sponsored by Helix Sleep. I've gotten five, maybe six mattresses from Helix Sleep at this point, and they're offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for you. Go to helixsleep.com slash opie with Helix Better Sleep starts now. My relationship with Helix Sleep started quite simply. I was in the market for some mattresses, so I did all my own research, and what was coming back to me over and over again was how great Helix mattresses were. So I ordered one, and I was very, very happy. And then you fast forward a bit, all of a sudden, they're uh, sponsors on my podcast. Helix Sleep is a premium mattress brand that provides tailored mattresses based on your unique sleep preferences. The Helix lineup includes 14 unique mattresses, including a collection of luxury models, a mattress for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made for just kids. But oh, I don't want to be confused when I'm picking out a mattress. They make it easy. Take the Helix Sleep Quiz, find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And this is the best part. They ship the mattress to your house free of charge. They offer a 100-night risk-free trial. And they know everyone's unique and they sleep differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from. Each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. I'm telling you, I love my mattresses from Helix Sleep. Best mattresses I've ever had in my life. Helix Sleep is even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. This is what I always tell you guys. Check it out for yourself. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for you. Go to helixsleep.com slash opie. Once again, that's helixsleep.com slash opie for up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows with Helix. Better sleep starts now. That was that was pretty intense with the dog. I think I told you there was a another guy that I kind of know. I, I wouldn't say we're friends, but we see each other here and there on the beach. You know, every time you walk the beach, you see somebody. Some of them uh, you're, you're friends with, others you're acquainted with. Uh, some uh, our dogs just get along, but we hate each other. You know, all this stuff. And this guy. He told a story. Oh, because I told him another story where a doggy did get pinned down by another dog when um, 
when Doggy was a lot younger. This dog came out of nowhere. I told the whole story, but this dog came out of nowhere, and he was he was ahead of his owners by a lot. I think a couple hundred yards, and he's coming right at us, and he tackles uh, Doggy, and Doggy started yelping. He was a lot smaller than he is now, and then the dog... Uh, ran away a little bit, regrouped, and started coming in for a second attack. And the owner's still running, screaming the name of this dog. I'll never forget it. And as the dog went in for a second attack, I tackled this guy's dog. I, I just open field tackled this guy's dog like, I got to. You know, my dog was in trouble. And they always say, don't get involved when two dogs are fighting. But when it's your dog and you know they're compromised, you can do pretty much anything. You'll lose a finger or two over a dog that you give a shit about. And so I tackle this guy's dog. I have it pinned down. Then the owner comes, and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, this guy's going to fucking want to fight now. You can't just tackle somebody's dog. He gets there, and I, I immediately said, you know, look, I'm very, very sorry that I just tackled your dog. I know I, I, I knew I had to apologize for that. And uh, he goes, no, no, that's completely fine the dog got loose we don't let him on the beach at all because of this we know he's he's an aggressive dog i'm like oh shit right on and then he had a leash got his dog back in a leash we had a small talk for another maybe 10 seconds because his dog was still going so we couldn't really talk and he pulled him away but anyway fast forward i i told that story um to this guy that i know that that has a dog that uh doggy plays with and I told the exact story, pretty much what I just told you. And he goes, oh, my God, that reminds me of an incident in Brooklyn. I'm like, what happened? He was taking his dog for a walk. And the rumor is that uh, some, some lady had a little shoe-shoe dog, a little rat dog, right? One of these tiny little dogs that think they're bigger than they are because they bark the loudest. I hate these dogs. And the story goes, a pit bull came by. Immediately attacked the um, the little dog. You know, I'm saying pit bull. I'm not really sure if it was a pit bull. That's a that's some stereotyping right now. <clears throat> I feel like he told me it was a pit bull, but whatever. It was a it was a, a a pretty scary dog. Bit this little rat dog pretty much once. Broke the dog's neck. Dog dead instantly. And this supposedly happened right in front of his building. And it came out of nowhere. I'm like, holy crap. I was sort of thinking that yesterday or uh, I guess two days ago now with uh, with the, the aggressive dog down the beach with Doggy. Uh, you have the telescope for looking at the stars in your place. Uh, I currently don't have any uh, bird watching scopes or telescopes in my apartment. I told that story. I currently don't have one of those. I got over that. Simply put, when you live this high up, and you can see a lot of buildings. Um, you get a telescope or, quote, a bird-watching scope. And uh, then you notice, uh, you start looking around, you look, start looking at the buildings. It's a huge thing here in New York because no one uh, has shades or drapes. I mean, it's very rare. Or if they do, like the building behind me, they have, uh, they have shades. But they put the shades down uh, just because the sun uh, comes through pretty intensely. But in general, no one puts their shades down at all. And you will see some crazy-ass shit. And when I first uh, started living 500 feet above New York City, everyone was like, Oh, you got to get a bird-watching scope. And then the one thing you notice when you have a bird-watching scope is that everyone else has a bird-watching scope in their, uh, 
in their apartments, and it turns out that no one, no one gives a crap about the stars and astronomy, but a lot of people have bird-watching scopes, and I mean a lot. Patrice made the ONA show. I, I, Jimmy, I think I got to get rid of you. He didn't make the ONA show. He was great on the ONA show. He was unbelievable on the ONA show. In the end, what made the Opie and Anthony show, as much as I don't like the guy, was was the chemistry of me and Anthony. Simple as that. And then things went south. And then our chemistry wasn't as good. But uh, that's officially what made the show so great in the end. And then we had all these other people that uh, contributed, and they were absolutely great for the show and helped out a lot. When Jimmy knew his role, he was great on the Opie and Anthony show. But the decline of the Opie and Anthony show started when our chemistry started to go away. And that is a fact. And anybody in the know that was around us at the time, including big-time executives that actually really know this crap and not some troll on the internet, will tell you the exact same thing. I can't listen to Anthony alone on the radio. I need Opie to balance things out. Opie controlled and directed the show and, and liked Anthony uh, Anthony's stories, but Anthony alone wasn't enough for me to subscribe. I don't, I, I don't know. He might be good enough. I literally couldn't tell you if that, that statement is true or not. Because I'm not going to play the same game. I literally don't listen to Anthony. Um, I've I've uh, I've heard his stuff very very minimally minimally uh, since the Opie and Anthony show broke up. And I know people don't really believe that, and they think that's almost impossible. But it, it really is the truth. So I have no idea. He could be great on his own. I have no idea. The only thing I would say, once again, is if, uh, you know, there are a lot of people that think I was some kind of problem on the Opie and Anthony show, and certainly in the later years, I probably probably was. I wasn't the same uh, same guy by the end. Um, I, I, I'm very, very surprised that uh, Jimmy and Anthony didn't go for it and uh, put together a massive show together and see, see how could, uh, excuse me, see how good they could possibly be. Because they became uh, friends and very, very close during the Opie and Anthony years. And I'm very, very surprised now that I'm out of the way that they never did anything. I'm very, very surprised. It's still spinning. It was supposed to end with me with a sip of coffee like, cheers. But the end broadcast is still spinning. It's still spinning. (laughs) 